Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chatting with Creators. Today, I am joined by the fabulous team who wrote the song All About Me for Generation Q, the L Words musical episode this season. Welcome, Tara, Allison, and Heather. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So for anyone who hasn't seen this episode, what is the rough synopsis you would give? Mm. I guess it would be, this is an episode about people going on a uh, ayahuasca trip to try and find themselves and find their truth. So important question, have any of you guys gone on an ayahuasca trip? I haven't. I, haven't I taken have it. not. <laughs> yeah. No. We read a lot about it. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't part of the songwriting process? Um, no. <laughs> I think we had time. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have time. But had we been in Joshua Tree, who knows? Oh. <laughs> How long did you guys have to actually like write the song? Well, there were about six songs in total, so how how long would you say from when we got the call to when we had the demo? I mean, it was fast. Probably yeah, about six weeks, I think. But from so just the demo to have like a delivered, I mean, six weeks all together, including Before the demo recording. and the final. Yeah. So from when we started writing, me. sorry, Tara, go ahead. I was going to say for All About Me, for this this song in particular, it was a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, we heard it. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, one it really concept. came together lightning round for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I think the writing process itself happened quickly, but it's the production um, that really is, you know, what takes um, okay. a lot of the time to get it to sound the way it does, kind of thing. It's that, that's where all the layers come into deciding what things are going to sound like, how we're going to produce it, how it's going to be arranged, how it's going to be recorded, all those kind of things. So that's mm-hmm. what takes the most time. But um, the writing itself was fast, right? It was, we had a aha moment. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah. Very it was bad. really symbiotic and like, it felt charmed in a way, you know, like to just, we'd talk so much about story and then diving in together. I feel like that was, and we all worked in the same room together. We met at alleys. It was kind of our first opportunity to be together in a space after the past three years of not having, you know, strictly Mm -hmm. zoom uh, interactions. Um, So just being together, sitting at the piano, sit with a microphone and like really sketching out the initial um, song. It was, it was lightning round fast. Yes. Amazing. In addition to being a great songwriting partner, is Ali a good host? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Ellie is a good host. Yes. But Heather <laughs> is the hostess with the mostest. She brings hosting with her. So, <laughs> yes, she knows all the great restaurants. She's our orderer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good orderer. I'm a yeah. good, I like to bring the snacks. I and like to bring no, the greatest restaurants. Like where I, I drive from the valley back to where, um, wh- wherever. The, the road takes me to have one of the restaurant recommendations. So, oh, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, we try to keep it, you know, keep it. It's good to have all the power, power up for the, the songwriting and 
Yes. Get it together. Food is important. Proteins. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to be back in Southern California in July. I will be oh, asking good. Heather for restaurant recommendations. <laughs> I'm here for you. Go into yeah. session. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm ready. Yes. Okay. So what were your guys's first thoughts when you were first told about a musical episode? I know for me, I immediately start thinking like, oh my gosh, this has been such a staple of everything that is a sitcom or related to a sitcom since Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But most of them, in my opinion, turn out to be cringe fests. This mm. one, not, nor Buffy. But that for me, that would be like my immediate concern. What was your guys's first thoughts concerns excitements when you're like we're doing a musical episode I think it was fun I mean I think as composers and songwriters like being asked to write a musical is you know that can't be anything except but exciting and Marja comes from a theater and musical background as well so I think knowing that she you know she loves that genre and you know, she's very familiar with it as well. I think probably gave us a certain amount of confidence in just, you know, following our leader, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, it was just that nervous excitement of like, okay, we're stepping into new territory, but then it was, a. I think you just, when you find the right team, like when you have the right people together. So it was immediately like, ah, oh, I love Tara's work. I can't wait. I've been looking for some sort of opportunity to get up to something with her. And what a great opportunity. I, the second you were interested, I was like, yeah, now we're going to be okay. Like we've got, we've got our team in place. And yes, there are a lot of um, new territory to hit all of us together as producers and composers, but um, it was, we kind of had to work so quickly. We didn't have time to freak out about it too bad. We just had to kind of jump right yeah. away. Because that timeline was so crunched. But the challenge is always good too. You know? Yeah. Everyone you want to stretch, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're ready for our next musical. So here we go. <laughs> yes. Right. yes, yes, yes. Miser and more better look out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you mentioned that you were like on a time crunch, though this song, All About Me, was kind of the aha moment of like you wrote it in a day. Um, what were the steps to your guys's collaborative process are you the kind of people who you come around the piano and you work kind work through it kind of linearly what was the process of okay we do this we do this we do this I'm sure myself and other composers are like oh my gosh this is a larger team for writing a song and you know you have such a time crunch how do you just go through it well, um, I think it, it varied from song to song, uh, but for All About Me in particular, it started off with just a piano line, like piano chords, really. Um, and then just kind of like the story. I, I think story first is always important when it comes, well, always important for original songs. Like you have, you're not just like spilling your heart out. Um, you are writing as a directive from the the show writer, the showrunner, the director, um, who they were all Nancy Mejia, Allison Le, uh, Levering Wong, and Marja. They were all very very involved in what how they wanted their story to be framed, and so we we went to Showtime. You know, there's a lot of steps in making sure that we have the story. These two, they composed the show, 
Mm-hmm. So I, they had like a leg up in terms of knowing everything and I didn't. So I had to binge watch, which is sort of my specialty because I'm always working and have when I when I watch TV, when I find the time to watch TV, it's like a binge. So I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to watch this one episode, but to get to know who Sophie is and, and just know the other characters. But no, I ended up watching. This is a process for you. You're used to Tara because you're, as a songwriter for film and TV, you're always sort of jumping into that process. And like, I have to figure out what these characters oh, yeah. are. So it's yeah. like your jam, you know? Yeah. The story, the story is always first. So then mm-hmm. when we got to, <clears throat> when we got to the actual creative process, of writing this song, I knew so no so knew Sophie inside and out and what she needed to say. And it, it actually aligned with me, you know? And and so it was a sort of a, a, thar- a cathartic process for me and writing it and just like um approaching the lyrics and um in that way. Um the melody I felt had to be super, super, super emotional, but also a declaration, a personal declaration. And so that that's what I had in my heart. And I think um, Heather and Allie had in their hearts too. We were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, we just start, I remember we started, it just came out like, please don't speak were the first things that came to my mind, came to mind. And then, um, and then Allie said, hey, you have to say that again. And, and you know, sometimes they don't hear you. So mm-hmm. it was it was nice to be able to um, have that camaraderie and write in the writing process where we all were on the same page and it just wrote itself. I think it's also when you're having these discussions and it's so important, like especially with storytelling in the context of a musical, in the context of a television series, like a lot of our discussions, we've talked so much about these characters and so much about the stories that when we actually sat down to be like, okay, now we need to write this song, like the tone of it, what it had to be, what the emotion had to hit, it was, we knew what that was, you know. So I think, you know, um, for Heather and I sort of playing around on the piano and stuff like that, like you go for that tone, you know what those chords have to, how they need to move kind of thing, and then Tara's like the lyric then comes, you know. So it's like very like... And the melody too. I think it's so important that because it's just like I could we could have I could have just said, please don't speak. Been my turn for a while, you know, but it's like it's been my turn for a while. Like it's like listen, determined. Yeah, you know, just putting these um emphasis in melodic um heart tear jerkers mm-hmm. is what I think I, I like to think I um and I also like everything that I write, I'm learning is. <laughs> about myself as heart forward um yeah. so um yeah we and we uh, we were all like being led by our hearts in this in this song's process did you guys already know like that this was what moment of the episode it was going to be in well we knew sort of everybody's arc that we were sort of hitting in a outlined way at first and then it became more and more fully realized as we started writing um I think, did we know, I don't know if we knew the full order. We knew intro, outro, but we knew each one of our main characters were going to have their moment. Their, their moment. And so mm-hmm. this was Sophie's and it was a, you know, it's a big expressive anthemic moment yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew what we had to hit for Sophie. This was like a turning point in her character. It was her standing up for herself. It's her speaking. And so we knew what that had to be and, how it was going to happen. But the script 
I mean, it kind of, it was interesting how it happened because there wasn't really much of a script. It was just like, these are the things that we need to try and achieve. And so then we started writing songs and we'd go to them and then they'd start writing script and then they'd come back, you know? So it was this kind of interesting process, you know, how the story kind of started moving around the songs and then the songs kind of adjusted to the story. It's a pretty interesting process um, to go through. Um, Yeah. Kind of on the producing side of things, when I was, you know, doing my many listens through of the song and watching the scene, because honestly, it's just a great scene in general, too. Yeah. Um, One thing that really struck me is how during the sustains that um, the singer has on the vowel E when she's singing me, especially towards like the last minute of the song, you know, I feel like almost everything post wicked um especially in an anthem like this when they're holding out that sustain it's really you know power through but i noticed in this mix it like very much diminuendos and then you have the orchestra and the drum set come through what really like led you guys to that choice if it even was like one you were consciously thinking about with in terms of the vowels i have to say um, Marja was really um, helpful in that because we had, I remember we we were ending with like, it's all about me, it's all about me. Like we had like these different endings with the with the me word. And you know, you had as a songwriter, you have your your vision, but Marja was really, she had her vision as well. And she's like, no, and, and I love that when a director, because it's scary when they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's uh, at when a showrunner has. Um, it can say, no, can we just remove this one? And I'm like, wait, no, we don't want to remove that one. But then when you, when, when, when the story comes together with the visual um, and the orchestration and just the emotion, then you're like, okay, that was the right choice. Yeah. And it's like, the music is so driving and it's carrying through. It's like, she's going on to a new chapter and she's walking through it. She's being celebrated. She's leave. She's walking out the door, literally into this new unknown like it's so exciting I feel like the music is just like she's getting carried along by that music it's it's I think it's powerful yeah and I think also like especially like Marja's I mean we certainly sort of you know had some you know discussions with her about how this song um what the rise of it would feel like you know so the song starts from this very sort of small place and it was just like this has to be like a huge crescendo kind of thing to the end of it, you know, so she has comes into her power kind of thing. And so it, you know, I think the song kind of builds and unravels to explode at the end when she's just like, that's it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And there's something cool about that too. Like even in the re-recording mix, like the final mix of the whole thing, the show when we're in that sort of fifties sitcom television space it's mixed like really tight and mono and sort of like has a little futz on it to feel old timey. It's black and white. And then when the lyrics come in and the song sort of lifts us away, everything opens into this beautiful panoramic open space. And that like goes all the way through to everything being in color and the sound being the most sparkliest, biggest, you know, like it's everyone's playing a part in that storytelling, which is always so exciting when it threads. And I think we knew also that it was going to start in black and white and then was going to turn to color as well, you know, so we knew that that was kind of going to hit as well at a certain point. So obviously that starts informing our like color choices and orchestration choices and stuff like that as well. So 
Full disclosure, the first time I listened to the song, I was so confused with the beginning. Like, I didn't even get through the song. I'm like, is there something, do I have the right YouTube link? I'm like, is this the official one? Because why is it mixed this way? Because I'm mm-hmm. like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't how, like, this isn't how they would have mixed it in the studio. I'm like, I probably got the wrong link. So like, I went back to my email and I like looked for the other link, even though I'd only listened to like the first five seconds of the song. I'm like, I'm not on the right page. And then I restarted my browser. So I'm like, it is the right link. And then I- Part of that storytelling, that blossoming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I get that now, but at the time I was like, this is a glitch. It wasn't. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong with my computer? Did you just listen to the song as a like as a YouTube leak with the that was in the because the song itself, the stereo mix is not like that. But the if it's the one with Rosani singing on the show, it is that smaller sound and goes bigger. It was on the show was the first link I was reds in and builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time I was just like, why why is my computer doing this? Yeah. (laughs) It's doing it on purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's just those composer ears. I I hear it and I'm like immediately, my computer is set to stereo sound, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I I love that. Um, the other thing that really stood out to me um is as somebody who loves rap and has my entire life was the rap break itself. Because the second I heard it, I was like, whenever I hear rap in a musical, I'm so scared. It's going to be like just another Hamilton, but it wasn't, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is very like truly like almost popish rap. I heard it. And my first thought was, Oh, this reminds me of Nicki Minaj, like 2008. That's about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yes. I think that we actually, I think that, that was like, when we were talking about raps, that was definitely like a name that came up to her when we were talking. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I love Nicki Minaj, but I love Kendrick Lamar and I yes. love 3000 and um, I love T.I., and so, so I, I don't know, I'm from, I'm, I was born in Alabama, so I love a lot, a lot of uh, Southern rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I love, uh, like big thinkers, like, um, like, uh, Kendrick and I, and I love like Nikki's pop sensibility and, and, um, you know, all the new girls, um, uh, Cardi, but for this, I was, you know, I was scared because I'm not a rapper, even though mm-hmm. I, you know, so, but out of the three of us, you know, I, I knew that I, <laughs> I had to be the one to approach this. And especially when I mentioned it to Marja and she's like, yeah, rap would be great. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, now, wait, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now we have to do it. So like, who do we, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, we're going to have to bring someone else in. But I was like, you know what? Let me just give it a try. And also, again, I, I let it write from, from a space with inside of me, you know? Yeah. And um, the thing about, um, being a straight woman writing a, a queer musical. The thing is, is that, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh my God, like, do I, do, do I have the authority for this? But then I realized that we come, we have so many of the same 
experiences in this world, being limited, uh, having limited access, having not being able to, to um, you know, love and marry. We, you know, there's there's been so many things throughout history that we've been through together as a black woman. As you know, so I was able to tap into my grandmother, um, and that's who was like my my uh, inspiration for this rap. And so my grandmother being biracial, um, raised in, in Alabama, born and raised in Alabama at a time where she couldn't, she had so many of the same, um, just just basic human decency that wasn't extended to her. Um, and so I said, okay, like my, my grandmother was abandoned because of her being biracial, being left on a porch when she was a baby, you know? So just being able to, tap she was like so strange she's still alive she's 94 and I let her hear the rap and she was like oh my lord she's very much a gospel woman like oh lord I hope you'd mention Jesus in there somewhere but um <laughs> but um but I was you know I was so pleased with the outcome it was kind of like a, a hurdle for me the only other rap that I've written many raps that never made it out the door but this is my second rap that actually the world got to hear so uh, and the first was for for Brandy and uh, for a, a movie I did last year. But I was just I was really pleased, and I'm more so very extremely pleased with uh, Rosani. And when she when she did the rap, I couldn't even believe it. She did not. We did not punch. It, she did it from top to bottom. And I just learned yesterday that she just learned it the day before. I didn't know that. Oh and so she, yeah, she she knew it. And when we were like, that's great. She's like, no, 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 let me do it one more time. But we really could have kept the first pass. Did you guys already know that she could rap? No. We knew could. she could sing. We knew that yeah. she was a singer for sure. Um, yeah. Rapping, no, but she just went for it. And we were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love she, it. Great. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> great. And I said, I think when we were, when she was rapping, she said, she, because she's from, uh, I think Brooklyn, she has this Nicki Minaj thing in her voice. Mm -hmm. And so she's, I'm like, wow, she's like, if there's an, if anyone's doing a Nicki movie, call Rosani. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Nicki would let anyone else play Nicki. Right. <laughs> You're right. You're maybe right. Maybe so, but she could do it. <laughs> she, could. Oh, she could. She needs no, yeah. yes. When I, when I heard the, because I'd heard Rosani sing before. And so when I heard the song, I was like, has she ever rocked before? And I couldn't find anything online. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I would never have guessed that she wasn't, you know, like a previous performing rapper. She did so well. Same. I felt the same way. But she's just such a talent. Like she mm -hmm. really is. She's Juilliard trained, uh, musical theater background, like ready to take it on. And like, so conscientious like wanting to just like get that last pass like keep going for it even though she was 100% a one take wonder could have done it just but she's she so professional as well you know because apparently when she we just learned this yesterday when we were chatting with her that um when she knew that we we're going to be doing a musical that was going to be happening she already started going back into serious vocal training like months and months beforehand just so that she would be vocally prepared for whatever was coming whatever it was yeah she didn't know what it was going to be at all but she was already like oh got to go back to singing lessons immediately she's got to so. be ready to belt yeah mm -hmm. and she, was. she was ready she was ready which one of you guys is the best rapper oh definitely heather <laughs> 
I, I do not have any. I will not be surprised. <laughs> it has to be the most old schoolinest of things, but I did have a stint um, playing uh, bass for Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj on the I Am Music tour back in 2008 and nine. That was many moons ago, but floating around on platforms in the sky all across the uh, arenas. That's my my old, my old life. Oh my. Nice. I may have seen you in concert when I was eight. Yeah, probably. If it was like 2008, 2009, the I Am Music tour, there's lots of pyrotechnics. It was with mm -hmm. T-Pain opening up and Drake and Nicki Minaj were just part of like the artist feature at that time for Young Money. That was my old... That was one of my first concerts. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That makes me so Purple. happy. Floating around in the sky. Here we are now. That's great. On Zoom. <laughs> On Zoom. Who knew? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So we're, did Heather do the rapping when you guys no. were going through the song? <laughs> no, no, Tara 100%. I, we were just joking. Tara 100% is our, our lead force in that field. I just have a bass playing background playing some other things. That was just a side note and a funny joke for that. 100% Tara, amazing. Just, yeah, no way. I'm like a lonely piano player. That's it. <laughs> Heather, did you bring your bass to the writing session if Allie was at the piano? I, I sat at the left-hand side of the keyboard for a lot of it, but we just really were doing four hands on the piano. It felt very mm -hmm. old school, like songwriterly, like just to yeah. have all three of us in the room developing mm -hmm. those ideas and that level of trust, I think it took and, and encouragement, you know, like Tara mm -hmm. was saying, like when she first came out with that, please don't speak line. And we're like, yes, like mm -hmm. that. It really is like sort of indicative of how that whole session went working on the song. So with this song, it was very, you know, aha, you wrote it in a day. Um, kind of in perspective, what do you think was the harder song the, or like hardest song for you to write for this episode? Ooh. Honestly, for me, it all like, it was like smooth, like butter, like uh, in terms of from a melodic and lyrical standpoint, but challenging pro production wise, I would say, because we had to go back and we have to change stuff and layer stuff were the intro and the outro, which mm -hmm. were uh, welcome back. And well, I, I forget what have we ended nice up Have a nice trip. Yeah. Have a nice trip. And then, and then the last one. Um, and so those were just kind of like find the, the the right space for layering the vocals and then making sure that the story, I'm like, wait, wait, okay. Like when I'm right, that's the only time that we may, may have gotten tripped up on like, wait, so, so they, have they taken it in this point or, and at the end, really not being clear on like, should we be talking about where they're going next? And so once we got the clarity, it was easy enough, but to be honest, everything, the environment that was set for this musical, um, going to um, going on set and saying the camaraderie and friendship and the community community was just like okay. It made it made me feel like I was in a safe space to um, to create from my heart. Mm. I, love that. I think Wild Night was probably our most challenging song to, in terms of I mean, we did some back and forth on that with Marge just in terms of like. It was more about story. That was, it was really came down to, right, when we were going, doing back and forth, it was really more about, like, story points and what these, what That's these. One, yeah, it completely changed. Yeah. Like, story, 
music. We to change the chorus, right? It, we yep. got mm -hmm. We were playing bottles. That was fun. Remember, we're like that's right. We were like, recording bottles, recording bottles and stomping and clapping. Um, and oh, yeah, so but yeah, it was it changed a lot because we, you know, sometimes you just want to make the the most important thing is making sure that mm -hmm. the story is in alignment with the your song is in alignment with the story. Mm -hmm. And that one, we we were like, wait, what? So we got that's it. great. I feel like I learned a lot, like how I'll treat spotting as a composer, like just working on other projects down the line, like the way that Tara asks questions about story, like getting to the nitty gritty of things and the way that I feel like you also researched a lot of uh, plot points from characters, like even beyond the series, because we have these characters that lived in these other spaces, like really thinking about ways to make in these other tie-ins, but like that focus on research and really like the dedication to story and where we are in the story. I think that's useful for any composer, any place in your career. Like we're telling the story, we're, we're singing the song of the story in, in our own way, even if it is an instrumental thing, like to know where we are in the rise and fall of the, the full <laughs> narrative is, I really feel like that was a special thing to learn from you, Tara. It's awesome. So cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm researching as I speak. It's like, you're it's in it really, right now. Yeah. You're that's awesome. It's, yeah. yeah. It's so important because oftentimes like, well, watch it's the difference between like having these conversations and being you know pushing our songs forward and just kind of people it, it just going away because if it doesn't connect with the people then what 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 are, what are we doing you know so if you're watching a tv show and or a film and you're like wait what when you hear the song that's not good you mm -hmm. know so and i never and i have been that person you know early in my career so i'm not saying it like Oh, you, you lowly unstorytellers. I have been there, you know, where I've watched my own a, a film and I'm like, okay, I have to do better because that had nothing to do with what I was supposed to do, you know? And, and the director music is like the calming of savage beasts. So sometimes you can just say someone will choose a song because it sounds great, but it, when it doesn't sum up the story and it doesn't pull in your heartstrings or it doesn't, cement or put a period on the end of the the statement it, it doesn't really do anything for anyone i'm so excited for when the um rights to this song are released because i know that the next time i go to a drag club there will be someone like lip syncing it yes it's possibly so before great. the rights come out but yeah i won't say anything oh. <laughs> Me come true. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I would love that. <laughs> so my final question um for um you know all about me and just you know writing this musical in general, what was your favorite musical moment? And um if you were to start the process again today um for another musical episode, what's something you would do differently, if anything? what okay. was your first question sorry what was your so favorite? what was your favorite musical moment in the episode in the yeah, yeah in the episode you... like where you're like oh I just love when this happens oh I see Got or it. like this chord change is amazing like okay I'll go I mean all about me was my favorite uh, musical moment. Uh, I, I, if I could have two, 
I would say um, uh, uh, perfect life is just mm -hmm. like, it, it pulls on my life, on my, my life, on my heart. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Aaron Daniels coming back like into the fold because I have been now, I'm a, I had binge watched the first iteration of the show and then Generation Q. So having her back and standing next to her and talking to her about her life and just like that whole experience was just beautiful. Um, for all about me to, uh, for just, um, following um it's all about me da, 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 da. i just love that that string line it just like <laughs> it just it just like i don't know it falls in the right place um right after that um if, in, visually uh sophie is throwing her napkin down and she's jumping up on the table is my favorite moment i just love that she's just like she's really into it i don't need no one like she it's just it's just it was the perfect scene perfect moments with an s yeah i think seeing how rosani performed it uh someone described it yesterday i think it was laura cartman described it yesterday it's like the perfect blend of like acting through the song and it just felt very natural like you were with her fully and and it really is like after watching again, after taking a little time away, like I was like, I have goosebumps. I still have goosebumps. It's so yeah. wild. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was really special. And also just like watching the process of working with the choreographer and like seeing those steps, like seeing the background dance performance, like the whole, like being part of the whole process, like jumping in early and getting to watch those early passes, um, rehearsals of, of yeah. the dancers, like, God, it's so thrilling to see people. They're like, they're dancing to our music. We are amazing. the musical. It's so amazing. That was amazing. Um, I think, uh, I mean, it's so hard to pick. I think uh, for me, probably, I mean, I love All About Me. I, was, I mean, it's the, certainly the star of the show, but I um, think for me personally, Nobody Is You is probably maybe my favourite moment. Just... Um, yeah. You know, having come from the very early days of the L word and growing up with that, um, you know, the story of Alice and Dana is kind of like, you know, such a heartbreaker kind of thing. So I think that that, that moment is like, it's so Alice, like you really see Alice in the most vulnerable space maybe that we've ever seen her, you know. So I think that was great. And um, I think doing all those um doing all the orchestration stuff for that song was a real like thrill. I found like, I thought it was just, it was just such a, it was such a great thing to know recording it all and everything. It was just, um, it was very overwhelming and very exciting. Yeah. I have to speak on that too. Um, Leisha, um, once again, someone else who just left her heart on this floor and mm. she, her performance, like, she, we were, it was like, a, it was hot. It was last summer, right? So, or it was so hot. And, and we have to turn the AC off to, you know, to get the vocal and um, on that day for the for demo. the demo recording. The demo, yeah. not, not as an actual. When she yeah. came, she went to come and sing it. And she, we were sweating and I was ready to go. Once again, this woman's like, no, 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 no. She wanted to go through every moment. She poured her heart out. I was so impressed with her singing um, and emotion. And, and it's just crazy that, that this show has all of these vocalists. Like Erin, she came in, she sang. She was ready. 
she came in like um, to our big recording session and she knew every word, every nuance and everybody was just so prepared. Every, these women, I can't, I would never be able to memorize a script. I don't know how they do that. Um, but they memorized all of their acting and then these songs and delivered with so much beauty and emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. I remember actually when you, after you guys, because I was in Australia when you did that recording, mm-hmm. yeah. um, with Leisha, the first one, and you played it over Zoom with Marja and it made me cry. It was just yeah. like... But we were all a mess. It was just like... <laughs> Oh my god, doing this. So beautiful. Yeah. When I got to that, when I got to that moment, my thought was this is going to be that thing that they play on the grand piano in the middle of Times Square during Playbill Pride, and everyone is just gonna start bawling. That would be awesome. And if they don't do that, I'm gonna sue Playbill. (laughs) I like your attitude. Please. Let them know. We'll start. We'll start in a kind request, and then we'll move. Right, right, right. Love it. Deal, deal. Or maybe I'll ask White Bear PR to sue. I don't think I, as just an individual, can sue. Okay. It can be. uh, What is it they call it when it's like a bunch of people go to the Supreme Court? A collective action. A class action. Yes, a class action suit against Playbill if this moment doesn't happen during a Pride event. Please. Yeah. I love this idea. <laughs> you should be up here. I mean, they probably yes. can't do it next week since the rights aren't out yet, but next year they have to. Yeah, maybe next year. We'll work on it. We'll work on it eventually. For sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Heather and Molly are just going to arrange an entire medley for them to perform in the middle of Times Square. I mean, we're ready. <laughs> do the actual musical episode, episode, musical, straight up musical, too. We'll just get it all. How about we just yes. do a musical? Stage. are you guys are you would you guys ever want to just like you know now that you have your team and you have your flow would you just go write a broadway musical if you had time absolutely i mean i think it's definitely like we've for ali and i know we've sort of like scratched a bit of an itch and like could get back in there immediately i know tara's has has her sights for sure i think it would be amazing and with marja's background too like I have no doubt that this is going to happen pain. again. It's going to happen again. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Certainly. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, when that happens, I do live on the East Coast. Okay. Get out there. We'll be we'll we'll, you when we get there. Yes. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Deal. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. This has been a great chat as a queer woman of color myself this musical was just so relatable for me and I I just love that it exists and is visible for everyone to see and just thank you for your hard work on it and just for being great musicians in general thank you so much thank you for watching it and taking the time and appreciating it it really means a lot yes yeah all right well thank you guys have a great weekend bye Bye. 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 Bye.